off, everyone? Welcome back to Core Stats, powered by the Mayo Media Net here on YouTube and presented by Jock Market, the daily app where we make money when we play. All right. Well, how about that for a novel idea? Download that bad boy for free on all your Play Store providers. Use the code MMN, Mayo Media Net. They're going to match the first deposit for free up to 100 bucks if it's free. It's for me. I know a lot of people have been using that $100 and really making some waves. That's what it's all about. We're going to give you the names. We're going to give you the prices. We're kind of trying to keep it tight because I really want that to work. I think the promo code $100 is more than enough to do damage. The average player is going to go off between, let's say, 4 and 5 bucks. And that should be enough. You know, you're going to get 20 swings at it, single player. I'd say go for like two or three. We're going to go get to about a half a dozen or so. But I'd advise, you know, be cheap. Because the number one lesson when you're playing jock market opposed to FanDuel, DraftKings, and standard DFS is those are 10-team parlay. As a professional handicapper, I do not recommend 10-team parlays because those don't win. And you see that kind of reflected in, you know, performance. There are... There are profitable DFS players. That's not what I'm saying. But that is the very, very, very kind of tip of that bell curve. And it's really not even a bell curve. It's more like a space needle. All right, so let's get up into the three pillars of profit. That's daily, DFS, and jock market. But remember, those also count for total base props. If you're really just a better, we've done really well with those. Some of these names are half a base. Man, a single pain a bet. You got to love that. Then we're going to get over into fantasy on Tuesday and Wednesday. We mine the advanced statistical leaderboard with some time-sorted stuff. Today we're going to do starting pitchers, looking for leaders in whiff percentage and ex-woba. And then on to some betting, which we've very had a very rough go at it. Unless, man, I hope you're tailing me with my other stuff. I've been on VSIN pretty much nightly. Everyone seems to be picking up what I'm putting down. Thanks to you, the Cork Stats crew. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the audio-only podcast. And, you know, hit the like button and subscribe here on YouTube. That stuff really does matter. God, I feel like such a dummy asking for you to like me. I got where I am today doing the exact opposite. In fact, I probably have more people that don't like me. In fact, I know there are people that don't like me. Like me that love my work and that's fine but please somebody like me man it's so funny for as hard as i work it seems like a fair exchange right you press just on the way out click the like button gosh it's so ridiculous i hate asking but it really does matter people look and i won't look how many likes you got i can't believe i can't believe like you ask about me and they don't care about that you know that's how i do it so let's dive up into the daily stuff man let's just dive right into it all right first up full sleeve today oh and i love these but i also wanted to highlight we have a 7.05 IPO open for a 7.05 start. These things have kind of moved, and it's important for me to highlight these. I'm making that part of the daily routine. I missed the afternoon slate yesterday. It just, it just happens. You know, it just happens. Life, stuff, work, other stuff, crazy holiday weekend, and I just missed I just missed it yesterday, and I was trying to work, and I missed it, and I had my spots going on. So, all right, let's get it back today. I love the full slates. Again, that... Inherent leverage that comes with jock market is really what separates it from those 10-team parlays that I mentioned at the outset. You get to pick the leverage, and if a player is cheap, it means they're low-owned. In regular 
style DFS. I don't mean to pick on any one brand. It's not to pick on a brand. I like those games. And I'll tell you what, I actually have been playing DraftKings almost every single day. They have winner-take-all tournaments. That's my style now, right? I feel like you get to risk a little bit less to play for it all. Again, do you really want to win 47 cents coming in eighth place or even in my case? I won $38. It's so stupid. It's just not the point. For me, I'd rather be in jock market where I could spend more because I have a higher expectation for return. Single misses won't sink the entire boat and single hits can float the entire boat. So with a rhyme, you kind of get that. All right, we're looking for Minnesota righties against the youngster, Joey Wentz. Been a theme you get on the you know the show this year. We're always going to pick on the youngsters. I mean, that's what it is to kind of force these guys up. So let's go Adam. He does have the big K rate in the minor leagues this year, 30%, but coming with an 11% walk rate, one of the things we like to look at. He also has given up home runs in clusters to good competition in the minors. So got to watch that. He had a debut. He went two and two-thirds. He gave up six earned runs. So we don't want to just jump on oh my god he's a 23 ERA but it also was against Oakland and they're not very good. Minnesota is very good. I believe he's lefty and they crush those. So you're looking at Byron Buxton Trevor Larnick, Celestino and Miranda depending on who's on the slate we'll get to that later on. Make sure you follow me on Twitter. That's really the best way to really stay with it. And again follow the rest of the work that I was doing. You know the bets and stuff we laid down here is really just the first brick. I think it's really important to get into it first thing in the morning. Get your mind on it and even circle some of the CLV we've been getting. Remember, just because we're not getting the outcomes in the betting board, you look at that CLV. I mean, we are in front of every price. We're in front of every line. I wish I had somebody to document this stuff. I swear. We, it's, it's, it, two out of three almost feels like a disappointment at this point. You've seen it. We're moving full lines. Really just awesome stuff. And that's why we want to keep hacking away. But... I kind of like jock market because you don't have to be so perfect, right? It's not so binary as betting you win or you lose. So, again, let's get back into it. Baltimore righties against George Kirby. He has struggled with the reverse split, right? So he's a righty that's dominated lefties. Again, I just wanted to highlight, you got to be careful when you hear these stack reports and stuff. I'm not just crossing lefty and righty. That's just not how it works. And something that has to, sometimes it has to do with the movement profile of a pitch, you know, a pitcher expecting it to continue to break, let's say righty to righty, that slider would be going all the way across, they're looking for it to be low in a way, but it doesn't end that way, it doesn't break enough, it ends up in the middle. So sometimes, right, you can see how the effect of a pitch movement can work to a certain handedness hitter, and it's not always the opposite. So we're looking for the reverse split there, 259 Woba to lefties, 431 Woba to righties, 1,000 plus OPS to the same hand, and he's struggling with the off-speed stuff. So I actually went ahead and checked out who the best off-speed um, hitters were. So we're going to be looking for... Um, Mountcastle and Mancini, right? The best right-handed hitters against off-speed stuff. Cue up Mountcastle and Mancini. Next up, I have Luis Castillo, who I do really like, and he's bounced back really well, but here's another one, too. He's really had trouble spotting the off-speed stuff to lefties, so I'm not necessarily looking for him to get blown up, but I do think Rafael Devers is going to hit a home run against Luis Castillo today. He's just jumping off the model. So again, right, sometimes again, why we like jock market so much, I'm not necessarily into the Boston team total. I don't know if they're going to win, because it's Michael Waka and I kind of like the Reds in Boston for offense so there we can kind of get with Devers curious to see where his price will be again where I did say we'll give you the prices I like to think of jock market in high medium and low settings remember demand will move price so I can't just tell you pay you know he's this price like DraftKings he's not a certain price right now he's a dollar and it won't stay there but it could go up to eight for Devers let's say it won't but I do have a cutoff point generally at seven so if he's at like 650, 
I'm, you're definitely going to see me on the uh, board there. I love that it's open source. You can see what I'm buying. I'm using my handle. I'm playing out in the open. I turned the $20 free promo into over $3,400. Like I'm, you know, I'm playing with you. I'm probably hurting myself doing it, but like whatever. I don't care. You only go around this carousel one time. So each pitch in Castillo's arsenal to lefties has a 555 x log. The four-seamer has a plus 900 x log. So, yeah, we're going to be looking at Devers. Then next we want to pile into the Colorado game. I generally do not do that, so I hope everyone is cutting me some slack. Again, if you're listening to the show every day, Monday through Friday, and give me all the rate reviews and all that stuff, I don't chase chalk, right? We go the other route. We're looking for pirates. We hit on tigers. Like, that's, we like Rockies on the road. Like, that's kind of how I do it. I know the whole world is going to be on the Rockies, but this is really the one. Like, you got to, there's sometimes where even with my model adjustments, where I'm expecting, you know, extra hitting and for costs and lowering pitching and stuff, I think it's I think it's it's here. I, Edward Cabrera getting his season debut. He did come up last year for a minute, and you generally don't see this. The Marlins, I'm not sure why they're doing this. I would have went to the bullpen today, and uh, yeah, they need a starter. But he struggled last year. He's struggled this year in the minors. Ten earned runs in his last 15 innings pitched in the minors, and then to get a call up to Coors. And we know last year was a bit of a disaster. Hold on, I have this stuff. I have it right here for Cabrera. It was a disaster last year. 880 OPS, 27% home run to fly ball, 12% barrel, 9% blast, a 950 OPS to lefties, I mean, he just got crushed. 16% walk rate, up six and a half FIP, one six whip. I mean, it's just, I knew it was gross, but sometimes I'll do like the, there's like the tsunami of, of shite for you. So, Cabrera, unless something's really fixed, and again, we didn't see that. So, I'm not chasing last year's stats as much as he struggled, and he struggled this year again with the command and the home run. So, I think he's in trouble. Give me Ryan McMahon and CJ Crone. And then on the other side, Herman Marquez has just been awful. 630. ERA, 158 whip, 870 OPS on the season. A plus 900 OPS to righties. A 6 ERA on the road this year. And that's what's really concerning uh, to go with the you know 70 ERA at, at home. Actually, I think I flipped it. I think I think I took my notes wrong. I, I think I was supposed to be a better joke. Like I think it's supposed to be A as a, a, uh, a 6 ERA at home and 7 on the road. But whatever, it doesn't matter. He stinks right now. I mean, that's really it. That's really, I can't believe it. Herman Marquez, who I generally looked at as being a very high-quality pitcher away from Coors right now. you got to get away from him. So whenever we have a righty that we're looking to target with Marlins, you know we got to get the Yaz Flute, Mr. Jazz Chisholm, Jesus Sanchez, and Joey Wendell. I especially like Wendell. He's been a bit slow, but his price has been so low that we want to keep hitting there. You could just lower your share price. So that'll do it for the stack report. Minnesota righties, Baltimore righties, Rafael Devers, and then everybody in the Colorado and Miami game, I mean, like, if we're going to have a game this week that goes to 30 runs, that sounds like it'll be it, which means 1-0 finish. Hey, maybe there's a hedge bet in there for you as well. There's nothing wrong with that. If you pile enough money into jock market, there's probably room to hedge. And these are just parts of sustainable portfolios. All right, let's get into the fantasy stuff. <clears throat> so, like I said, Tuesday and Wednesday, we're mining the advanced statistical leaderboard. I have access to... Uh, time-sorted stats that not everyone else does. And I think that's probably an avenue to edge in trying to identify pitchers. Now, what you're looking at for the audio-only listeners and the video people, it's not the raw leaderboard. So on the left, you have whiff percentage, swing and miss, very important. On the right-hand side, you have X-WOBA, right? A combination of exit velocity, launch angle, 
every, just everything. It's just, it's the best amalgamated stat there is. Again, not, none of, no one stat we want to kind of overreact to. But when you're combining whiff, which is pre-action, right, and X-Woba, which is post-action, you're getting a pretty good idea if someone lights up both of these boards. Because remember, you could be great at one and stink at the other. And we're kind of looking for crosses or just people that kind of highlight, right, to further get the flashlight out for investigation. Again, not a raw leaderboard. The whiff percentage these are players in the top 55 top 15 interesting names in the top 55 whether names i think should be validated maybe should be added maybe buying low i'm not going to put guys that we know are great like it's kind of silly garrett cole's good everybody whoa sick analysis from johnny whoa all right and the other side is inside the top 60 for x so both pretty close meaning they're both pretty difficult to land those 15 names let's dive up into the board whiff rate i have robbie ray up here yes robbie ray is obviously not available as a free agent but he was number one overall in whiff rate so you gotta you gotta pay attention to that maybe you want to add try and buy low on robbie ray then just let's blow through the rest of the names Yusei Kikuchi, JT Brubaker, Tyler Anderson, and Hunter Green all at 30 or above, with Jeffrey Springs right there at 29.5, which is basically 30. Don't get hooked up on decimal points with this stuff. Josiah Gray, Justin Steele, Zach Logue, who I think just had a rough go. So, okay, I'm going to just grab these guys and roll them out there. But this is usually a, a good point of contention when we're looking to find gems, right? I mean... It's very hard. Pitching is very difficult. Usage is difficult. Distance is difficult. And people are starting to hoard these players on their benches. So, you know, you got to get with these guys. John Gray, Ian Anderson. Ian Anderson's starting to look pretty good. I know he's gotten beat up as far as earned runs. That might be a guy on the waiver wire or a guy who could definitely acquire through trading cheap. Kyle Bradish, Daniel Lynch, Tyler Wells, Jordan Lyles. These are all kind of interesting names and may fall into the streamer category. Daniel Lynch, you know, very high prospect. Kyle Bradish is having a ridiculous season in the minor leagues. He came up, looked really good. He's gotten beat up. He's also shown us ace-level stuff. I've done that at work at the Athletic and also at FTN uh, money starts, where, like, quality starts are stupid, right? Four or five ERA with six innings, three earned runs. Seven innings minimum, two earned run maximum, right? That covering the spectrum of awesome starts money starts that start was money that's what we want to look at if you're putting up stuff like that and if and i was actually going with the plus to add strikeouts that bradish start had 11 k's in it as well so you know you got to pay attention to the guys that can really really give you those tremendous starts on a per start basis because not everyone can um those are all guys want to be looking at let's jump on over to the other side just real quick just to back up jt brubaker who you will see on both lists he was on both lists Last week, so now he's continuing to kind of maintain he's been really good. You got to get with Brubaker. I know he's a pirate and he stinks. I like Zach Thompson. He looked good against the Dodgers yesterday. Ruins Contreras starting to look pretty good. Pirates are not terrible as far as pitching. It was a tough go. We know the jersey stinks. They're starting to make moves on offense. Tukapita is up. They let go of Cole Tucker. Hopefully, we'll see O'Neill Cruz when the ankle heals up. Just saying, just saying, Pittsburgh Pirates, those are our kind of teams. Those are the teams you're going to profit on by adding early in fantasy and then betting on in regular markets. All right. Other side, inside the top 60 for ex-WOBA, Devin Smeltzer was like at the very, very, very top 244. So you're really controlling contact there. And I know we say a pitcher can't control contact. I wouldn't say can't. I would say it's a good part of it is a function of control and I believe that if we were to reverse engineer strong contact, you'd pretty much see it's in hot zones for hitters, right? Not necessarily be center-center. Not every hitter has that, but pitchers 
have access to those reports. So again, nuance and context just pouring out of our nose here. And Corks, that's just a ridiculous fan. I mean, come on, get up in the comments and let Patty know how good of a job we're doing here. Hat tip to my boy Matty Best out there behind the curtain just making the show go, man. Love you all. Let's get it back to it. Nick Pavetta, 275, looking looking legitimate, really upset because I'm just a huge Pavetta guy going back multiple years. I have the tweets. Just look it up. This year I backed away a little bit. There were just guys, that, other guys I liked in that range. So I don't think Pavetta stunk. I didn't think he stunk. Now I was worried about the same things we were all worried about that we saw in the beginning of the year. Now he looks awesome. Don't front on Nick Pavetta. Again, the window is closing to get with him. Next up, Martin Perez. He's been on this board. We added him like week two. And while people are trying to figure out if they like him, we've been reaping the benefits until the ball fully reverts. His command has been excellent. Get with him. JT Brubaker, 277 X Wall, but a pair with the 30.7 whiff percentage last 30. You gotta add JT. I would almost say, I almost feel like if a guy is on both of these leaderboards, I must add him now and then worry about it later. Next up, Justin Steele on both of these boards. Zach Thompson, who I mentioned had a big start yesterday. That is not actually added here, I would imagine. That went down, although he got tanked a bit at the touch. I actually shouldn't I shouldn't speak because the, the balls, remember this is expected stats, so the results weren't there. He got hit hard right at the very end in the fifth inning, but until then he was very good. Michael Lorenzen, who we were on all year, we've been adding him. He's one of my favorite sparps in point leagues. Jeffrey Springs, who again was on these leaderboards, who've been adding, so now we're just kind of getting some more validation. Yeah, there's going to be overlap because we're using time sorts, but some of it will be backing out, right? So if it was front-loaded, I should guess in this reverse looking it'd be back loaded with a big start eventually that's going to come out in the wash and we'll see how the average goes so if these pitchers keep making the top this is overall like these are pretty good stuff here then adrian hauser nick martinez brad keller wade miley eric fetty and kyle gibson i think there when we start getting around that 300 x wobble mark which again with the shift in the ball and expected stats and what we've seen in the change environment doesn't quite hold the oomph, you know, that gravitas that it used to. 300 x Wobble used to be the benchmark for excellent. I think now that's the 280 that we see on the top of this leaderboard where you can be a kind of a, yeah, just meh. And I don't mean to knock them because there, there is a place in 15-team leagues for Keller and Miley and Fetty. Although Fetty got destroyed. I've never been a Fetty guy. Some smart people are. So, again, don't just go with me. Make sure you're dug in. I haven't done the full dive and a guy like Gibson, who can be okay, right? But we saw it the other day. He's just going to get touched up. And without the strikeouts, the two or three earned runs really can kind of hurt you. So tomorrow we'll be back with the same idea. Hitters, we're going to mine through the leaderboard. I don't know who's going to pop up. We've been on a ton of really good hitters. It's been excellent. And then Thursday, we circle back with the graphic. One player in every position for a 10, 12, and 15 team. And we've been all over that. Gosh, it's been so excellent. I'm not going to stop this. This has been fantastic. Drury, Schwindel, Cole Calhoun, Paven Smith, Andrew Velasquez lately. Just We're stealing bags. We're hitting home runs. All in guys are picking off the trash heap while people are like, who is that? You know? It's just been excellent. Let's dive into the betting board. You will see something a bit unusual. This is the first time all year. There are only two bets in the parlay. Half of the board's not up. Uh, remember, I've been frustrated with results because I do get up. This started as like a CLV thing. Then I started playing it because there were bets that I like. And I saw the movement in the price action. Again, straight betters 
playing these picks have done very well and are profiting on the year, definitely. I haven't. I've been pairing because I've been saving my full unit goes. And yesterday was just so dumb. I went for F5, and they were all full game hits, right? The F5 over didn't hit, but the over did. And then the Giants were losing 2 nothing after 5, scored 2 in the 6th and 1. And it's just like, sometimes you just can't get out of the outcome's way. But what does that mean? Scratch the model, throw it away, dive! You just, you can't do it like that. So you just, you know, I jo- this adjustments I, I make, I like to adjust with risk. And that's what we're doing here again. I ran the algo, and all the hits are not up yet. So one in particular, I have like an over for Baltimore and Detroit, almost no matter what the line is. But it's not out yet, so I'm not going to post something that's not out. I saw it listed, but then I tried to chase down the actual bet. Again, I'm, I don't recommend anything that I don't play. So if I lose, try not to yell at me too much. I'm losing with you, right? I'm not... You know, that's what I'm saying. So I, that's why there are only two up here. Let's dive right into it. We got the Kansas City Royals with cheese. I have them as the outright winner. They're plus 125. I expect this line to move as all of our picks seem to do. And eventually the outcomes are going to come. Daniel Lynch, the highly touted prospect, 392 ERA, 1-4 whip. A bit high because the walk rate's been high, but he's been better of late. All the kind of control metrics really lighting up the board 12 and a half swing strike 26 whiff but 24 heart 42 shadow and 36 chase he's very good working around the edges the fly ball rates elevated which is not bad depending on the environment so he's really been a victim of that and teams that mash lefties like the twins kind of mash lefties they beat him up so the indian i'm sorry the guardians don't do that and cleveland is a decent park so i believe lynch is going to be pretty good today we see that two and a half percent blast rate sub one home run per nine quadro is good don't get me wrong the surface stats are all there but he's not really impressive i think it's going to be the kansas city offense that i like believe it or not they've been starting to spike on a lot of these power metrics while at the same time pairing a top five hard hit rate with a top five Swing strike rate again. I like to combine not just contact barrels, but I'm looking at disciplinary. I like to compare the two of them. So we're right. We're getting where Quantrill's not going to get you to chase. He's not going to strike you out. So we're looking for teams that are not going to swing strike and that are putting the bat on the ball right now. Not really chasing hot. Uh, you know, we're looking for timing and health. And with the way teams are revolving lineups right now and hyper. Focusing on platooning, I think it's important to have a, a certain eye on recency because that matters. You know, you need to know what the lineup is. We're having seismic shifts, weak chunks at a time, something, again, we see on Mondays and Fridays. This Monday, I skipped it to do the Memorial Day kind of power look back, but Friday, we'll be looking ahead, and you'll see what I mean when we do the lineup track or all the platooning that goes on and you know, hitters that you just have to avoid. So pair, Kansas City, full game money line, plus 125 with... Chicago White Sox and the Blue Jays under 7.5. It's Giolito versus Gaussman. Need I say any more? Both plus, plus both offenses. How about that? For all the mouthfuls I get out, that really should have been so difficult. It's Giolito versus Gaussman, two of the best in the biz. I fully expect this U7.5 to be U7 when we get there. So I don't even just expect the minus 110 to move to minus 105. I believe this will be minus, will be U7 by the time we get there. The offense is really, really struggling. White Sox offense 218, batting average last seven. Plus we know they're really injured. Lost T 
PTA. Toronto offense has picked up off the map, but I'm surprised Giolito not really getting the love. I guess someone has to be an underdog, but I'd love me some Gio. I think he's been awesome, and I do like the Chicago pen as well. So I think we keep that under, and I love that hook right there. If it goes to U7, I'm probably not going under. I want the 4-3 win. Like, that's pretty much as, that's pretty much as low as I go as far as full game totals. Again, last lesson there, feather in the cap for today. Boop! Where, just set parameters, you know? Like, I won't ever pay minus 145 or worse juice on a single bet. Yell at me. I don't care. You know, it lowers the win percentage that I need, raises the win percentage I need to be profitable. I just don't do it. I don't go under in cores. Like, I just have rules that I don't break. And I, you know, because baseball affords you so many opportunities, I think, that it keeps me out of trouble. If anything, it saves me some, some work. So, you know, set rules, be a viable set parameters and you know don't be afraid to go against the trend that'll do it. we're up against it everybody that'll do it from the big dude with the big mouth from the big apple big johnny stud coming to you worldwide from brooklyn new york powered by the mayo media net please rate review and subscribe to the channel you got your daily stacks we got our fantasy leaderboard and hopefully some players to highlight and names that not everyone is talking about. And that's what I really want this show to be actionable. I'm not just going through the motions. We are up against giant companies with like 10 times the workforce and everything. And we are trying to make this, you know, as good or better. So the interaction, like I said before, really, really matters. Not to beg, but oh, please press the like button. How about my two hand emojis? I'll trade you for a thumb up right down there. Subscribe to the channel. Check me out on Twitter tag Patrick Mayo and let him know how good of a job I'm doing and you know I think that'll do it I check this on the flip side and remember when you work this hard it feels a lot less like luck right or wrong man yo peace